Hey, what's up, fuckers? Welcome to the SVP, this episode of Sean Boyle's podcast is brought to you by Anchor, anchor.fm. Oh yeah, have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? Motherfucker, have you heard? No, um, it's a, um, it's a little podcasting platform that is very super easy to use, and it is the reason in how the Sean Boyles podcast is even a thing, because it is so easy, uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, they're very easy, very easy. Creation tools make it so that uh, you can easily edit it, edit it, edit, edit. You can edit and um, put together stuff. You can play music, all kinds of stuff. Super easy. Uh, you download the Anchor app onto your phone, download it onto your computer, whatever you want, your tablet, anything. Easy peasy podcasting is uh, is is done with with the anchors and um, and you can you, you can make money you can make money a uh, zero minimum listenership no minimum listenership you don't have to have a huge audience to make money you just have a, have to have an audience that is willing to donate to your podcast so that you can in fact make the money. Uh, get started today. Go to anchor.fm. Do a podcast. And it's free. That's the other thing. It's free. You don't got to pay a goddamn dime. And then they up- upload. Um, when you finish recording, you send it to them. And then they upload it to all the major podcasting platforms. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apples, all the fruits. And... uh and then you're off and running with the podcasting. Get on it. I got dates. I got dates. Um, yeah, this um, coming up. What do we got coming up? Um, where are the dates? Here we go. Some newer dates. Added Things to the thing, added stuff to the calendar. We got stuff coming up. We got, um, that fucking is annoying, isn't it? Let's get rid of that noise. How about this? That was better. Jesus Christ, that was retarded. Um, I got dates. Uh, May 19th. May 19th, I will be doing comedy at Murphy's Law in Sunnyvale. Uh, May. Uh, I had a show May 21st, which was a Saturday, at the Tipsy Lounge in San Leandro. That is being moved to May 28th because I don't know why, but that's just getting moved. Um, but instead, just coincidentally, um, the 21st. I will be playing. Hazards will be playing a house party in East, um, in East San Jose. It's a house show. It's a house party. I don't have an address for you, but that's on. Uh, that's on the twenty first. Oh shit! I forgot. Uh, this Friday, this Friday, Hazards is playing. We just got added. This is like super last minute, like within the days. 
that we got added to a show um, this Friday. What is the date on Friday? I don't even know. I don't have a calendar near me. Um, Santa Cruz uh, Vets Hall. That's in Santa Cruz. Uh, I think it's a 7, seven o'clock start. Uh, Hazards got thrown on a bill last minute. Bunch of punk bands uh, benefiting veterans because it's a vets hall, and I think that's what they do. So anyway, that's this coming uh, Friday. Anyway, where I was, I um, just added a show uh, May 29th. I believe it's a Sunday at the Branham Lounge in San Jose. And then I'm going to turn around that next Monday, um, May 30th, and do Lily Max in Sunnyvale. Hazard's playing June 3rd at the X Bar in Cupertino. Uh, June 7th, uh, the Boyles Bistro Blowout in downtown Hayward. Uh, It's not a ladies' night. It is not a ladies' night. However, it is an all-female lineup. June 25th, Zed playing the Maryland Doomfest, headlining the Saturday night on the 25th. Um, then into July, July 7th, the next Boyle's Bistro blowout. Uh, Tony Sparks, the godfather of Bay Area comedy. Tony Sparks headlining um, the Boyle's Bistro blowout July 7th. July 16th at the Castro Valley Center for the Arts. Big comedy show produced by me, benefiting the uh, Center for the Arts there in Castro Valley. Headlining Paul Conyers, also Pete Munoz and Mean Dave are on that bill. And uh, July 20th, Comedy in the Park in San Jose. I think, I think that's happening. I don't necessarily know for sure. Um... What else we got? Uh, we got, um, you know, your normal ex- uh, 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 disclaimer. Your normal disclaimer. Music heard here on the SPP is not owned, copywritten, or trademarked by Sean Boyles or the Sean Boyles podcast. I don't know the rights to the music you're going to hear on this podcast, so don't come at me with your bullshit and try to sue your dude, all right? Because it ain't going to happen. There's nothing to take anyway. It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life. The last day I was in Benicia doing this job, it took me uh, almost two weeks to complete. There is a uh, there's a shopping center right there near where I was uh, where I was working. Shopping center. It's got you know kind of your strip molly kind of vibe, you know. There's an Ace Hardware in there, but there's also a, you know, there's a Burger King, and then there's a, um, I don't know, some other little, I think there's a Subway sandwich place in there. There's a, a Thai food place. There's a Rayleigh's uh, 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 grocery store, um, you know, a nail salon, just your normal, just, you know, 
hodgepodge of, of things, but there's a Mexican restaurant there. And I've done a job in Benicia before. I don't think I've ever had anything. I think I didn't remember having anything from But once I walked in, I was like, oh, I think I've had something from here before. And I sat down. Uh, we're at uh, Ensenada Restaurant in Benicia. Uh, I got a, re- a wet burrito. I got a wet burrito. A burrito mojado uh, with salsa verde. And uh, it took a long time for me to receive. I sat down. I was going to eat there. I was going to take my time. I was done with the job. And it was a celebratory meal as I'm leaving Benicia. I had to to go to – this was Friday. This was Friday. And I was headed to uh, – from that job, I was going – driving straight to San Jose – for a rehearsal. So I wanted to get some fueled up nourishment in the form of some tasty vittles. And I sat down to eat this thing. And it took forever to show up. I, I was a little disappointed in the service. They were slow. They were slow. But when I was sitting there, the height of the seat I was sitting on was very low compared to the table. The seat height to table ratio was way off. Way, way off. And the seat, a bench style seat, just like you would see in every restaurant, a little booth kind of thing. Just, I don't know if the, the springs were worn out or, or, or just, just, it was just, I sunk into the seat. I just was sitting there. And I was sinking into the seat, and I and it just made it so I sat very, very low, versus the height of the table. And then when my burrito finally showed up, I couldn't eat it at first because it was so goddamn piping hot. Like I think, I think they made it, and then. Forgot to like get it out. And so they put it in the microwave. Because it was. There was no reason. It should have been that hot. Being served. Like it was piping. Piping hot. I had to wait. To eat it. Until it cooled down a little bit. And then in that waiting process. I ate like a whole basket of chips. And then I ate it, and it was okay. It was just, it was just okay. It wasn't amazing, but um, it was fine. Shout out to uh, Ensenada Restaurant out there in Benicia. Welcome to the podcast. This is the SBP episode one twenty nine. Uh, is uh, what is today's date? What is today? The 10th? Tuesday, April 10th. Or no, May 10th. Jesus Christ, I don't even know where the fuck up date is. Um, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Um, a um, normal normal podcast? No no big deal? Uh, reaction of the week? Earworm? Recap in the week? A big week this week. Big week. Lots of shit happens. 
Lots of stuff happened. We had a fabulous, another fabulous show um, at the Bistro last Thursday. Uh, I know I jumped to Friday to tell you about my burrito extravaganza, but we can we can step it back, we can pull back. Uh, yeah, Thursday had a great, another great show at the Bistro. That's uh, I don't know. I think that's five in a row. Five in a row of uh, a packed house, um, everybody having good sets. Um, I've had, you know, five to six comics every every um, every show so far. And I'd have to say out of, so, okay, five to six for five shows, that's 25 to 30 comics. That I've had since we started back in January. Out of 25 to 30 comics. One. One bomb. And one didn't do very well. I think that's it's safe to say. I think that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good. Pretty good uh, 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 record of uh, good sets to bad sets. And that's counting my opening hosting sets, okay? That's counting there. Um, one of mine probably is one of the, uh, the not-so-good not sets. <laughs> but now we've... Um, We've been doing good. We've been doing good at the Bistro first Thursday, downtown Hayward. Um, I was outside uh, uh, before the show started uh, talking with my man, um, uh, Kevin, Kevin the AV guy. And um, I was outside when Kevin got there. So uh, I'm usually inside fiddling with the with the setup. and uh, But I was already set up. Kevin gets there, and uh, we're catching up, and we're talking. And then um, uh, Holly, Holly Shaw, who was on the show, who I'd booked, um, she came up to me and was like, this place looks cool. It looks like we got, you know, looks like it's filling up. This is a cool little spot, you know. And I said, yeah, you know, I think we've been doing pretty good. You know, I did the show for almost two, you know, I did it. I I did a two year anniversary show and then the world ended and uh we were gone for twenty two months and then uh starting back in January we've been back and uh they've been pretty good. So uh she's like, I didn't know what to expect because you know, I saw the flyer and you know, I kinda got a little freaked out about the at the flyer and I was like, Freaked out about the flyer? What was wrong with the flyer? And the flyer happened to we were outside. The flyer happened to be you know, in the window. Well, she said, look, there's this guy with this gun. And I'm like, oh, I go, well, that's this guy's fault. You know, I pointed to Kevin and we started laughing. And uh, she's like, yeah, I, you know, I was coming to Hayward and, you know, I see a, you know, a zombie looking guy with a gun. And I didn't know what I was walking into. I go, does the flyer usually have to like completely represent what's going to happen at the show? I go, I just, we just try to put something that looks cool on there. 
And then I said, I go, and this guy's a fucking undercover nerd because apparently he's been grabbing images from things and getting uh getting some cool feedbacks from some from some nerds <laughs> that know whether he's pulling it from some you know video game image or uh, some deep anime cuts or whatever he's got going on. And I said, well, don't worry. Uh, next month's show is gonna be a ladies' night. Or I said next. I didn't say ladies' night because of what she said. Uh, what, what she said next was was informative. How not to? Anyway, let me get to that. I said, I said, uh, oh yeah, next month's show is going to be a, a all female uh, lineup, uh, and uh, Chelsea Beers is going to headline. And I, you know, rattled off who I could remember at the top of my head that who I booked for that. She's, and then Holly says, whatever you do, please just don't call it a ladies' night. And me and Kevin looked at each other because. We've done all female lineups before, and we called them ladies' nights. And apparently, she's like, "If it's all, if if it's an all male lineup, do you call it a dudes' night?" And I was like, "Oh shit, you're right. No, we don't call it a dudes' night. It's just a comedy show." Um, I go, "I don't know. I thought I was kind of maybe doing a good thing." She's like, "Oh, it's totally a good thing. Just don't pander and call it a ladies' night." You know, you don't you don't need to make it a special name of the thing. And I'm going as far as to having a guest host. I'm not even going to be on the stage except for to uh, announce the host. I'm going to go up there with my my real quick little intro to welcoming people to my show. And then I'm going to hand it over to my girl, Sarah Guillaume Bruno. And... Um, we're gonna do the vagina logs now, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, um, so when I sent Kevin the um, the flyer information for the next flyer, <laughs> I put on the you know bistro, you know J- June second, uh, not a ladies' night, and um. And I think it's actually going to be on the flyer, or it's going to say somewhere on the flyer, "Not a ladies' night." <laughs> um, I just I don't know. I I I guess I understand, but I kind of don't understand um, how you know not saying you're not 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 drawing special attention to the fact that it's an all female lineup. Um, I guess I understand the pandering part of that, but at the same time. You know, um, yeah, there are plenty of shows that are all dudes, and sometimes it's all white dudes. And 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 I understand as a producer, sometimes that's who you, who's available and that's who you could book. And there's more of them than there are. It's it's a numbers game. It really is a numbers game. And I understand uh, trying to make sure you do a diverse show and have you know a wide range of comics so that you have. Uh, different voices from different points of views and all that kind of shit. I get it. I get it. But God damn it. Sometimes it just can't be done. Although it is nice to have some diversity. There are just way more dudes and there are a lot of white dudes. I mean, there's a lot of everybody. Fortunately, we live in the Bay area, but there are a, a majority white dudes. 
And as a producer, if you're trying to do a show and you're trying to do a funny show and you're just worried about be, you know, do people that are funny, you know, sometimes it's going to be all dudes. Unfortunately, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad or what. I just try to do good shows. That's all I worry about. I've been lucky that the shows have been diverse. But, um, so I thought that was interesting, the whole uh, discussion on uh, if it's an all-female lineup, do you call it a ladies' night or not? But uh, Holly had a great set. Um, uh, Jesus Cruz had a fucking great set. Sammy Obeyed headlined. He had a, I mean, he's a fucking, he's one of the best in the Bay Area, if not, the best in the Bay Area. I don't know. Maybe not the best. Definitely the most prolific. I mean, the fucker's got... I mean, I've never... I hardly ever see him do the same jokes twice. He just cranks them out. I mean, he's all constantly... He's doing, like, a new hour, like, almost every month on, like a, on a Zoom... Like, a Zoom comedy show. He'll, he'll advertise, like, it seems like every every month or every other month... It's an hour, like he's doing an hour. And I don't know if it's an hour of unheard stuff or if it's, you know, but he's constantly at it. So, um, but yeah, he had to, uh, he did. uh, Now, Sammy will often, you give him the light, you know, and as a headliner, you give him, you give the headliner a light, you know that they're not going to be off in one minute because that's usually when I give you the light, you got one minute left. I tell all the headliners, I'll give you the light at 20 minutes. Uh, wrap up as you see fit. However, we do have a hard out. The place closes at 10. We got to be done by 10. Um, usually the shows are done by 930, uh, 9.15 sometimes. So anywhere between there is when we're finishing. Um, <laughs> but I've given the light to Sammy, and he's done 30 more minutes sometimes. You know what I mean? So he is one of those types that... Likes to leave after having that nice, big laugh. Um, and it's a luxury you can kind of take as a headliner, but I'd let them, let them know. I'm like, hey, we got a hard out. We got to be done. We can't fucking do an hour, you know. Uh, and he was cool with that, and he had his dude um, there filming a different guy than the guy before. Last time he did a show for me uh, out at the Back Lounge out in Dublin, he had a guy, uh, but that guy wanted a set, and he wasn't. And I don't remember. I guess that guy. That guy lives in New York now, and I don't remember his name. Um, but he was. Uh, it wasn't nice. He wasn't nice to my crowd. He definitely had an attitude about being there, and he literally said on stage, "Like I don't need to be here," um, which was just. I mean, yeah, you needed to be there because Sammy's paying you to fucking film him. So, yeah, you had to be there. Um, first of all, you're lying to my audience. Second of all, second of all, don't talk shit to my audience, you know. And and he bombed. He fucking didn't do good at all. Didn't even get a laugh once. So, fuck that guy. Again, I don't remember his name, so. But just don't be a fucking shit heel, you know what I mean? Just fucking... Come in, be respectful, try your best, try to be funny, be grateful that you've been given some fucking time. 
you know, see when you're not that fucking good, you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, Thursday was great. Uh, Friday, like I said, I finished that job. Shot down to San Jose after the job. Had a rehearsal at Hazards because Hazards was doing our EP release show. Uh, the EP is out. It is out. Go to uh, Apple Music. Go to Spotify. Go wherever you download your music, wherever you get your digital downloading from music. Look for Hazards. H-A-Z-R-D-Z. H-A-Z-D-R. Oh, fuck, I'm spelling it goddamn wrong. Because we spell it goofy. It's hazards without the second A and with the Z at the end. H-A-Z-R-D-Z. Hazards. Sorry. I'm sorry we spelled the the name of the band is spelled goofy. But uh, self-titled EP is available right now. Five songs in 11 minutes. Fucking great. It's fucking great. Fucking great. Five songs in 11 minutes? I love it. I love it. And that's, I mean, it would be shorter. There's like some songs have like some little samples, kind of, uh, you know, little noise things kind of take bringing the song in and out. So that made the songs a little bit longer. <laughs> ah, otherwise, it'd probably been fucking five songs in 10 minutes, really. But please uh, go uh, go download that. Stream it, whatever you want to do. Um, pretty stoked on how it came out. Um, we did record eight songs, though. When I went in and re-recorded those songs, um, I re-recorded eight songs. So there are three more songs that um, will get released in the future, either as singles. Um, we were talking about Wartung. Possibly, maybe we do a split with Wartung. Of course, I'm saying all kinds of shit that I'm probably not supposed to say. But, hey, Faithful 15, do what you want to do with that information. Um, so, yeah, we had our show uh, uh, Saturday. And, uh, man, what a fucking great show. Just tons of friends came out. The place was packed. War Tongue just fucking just ah they just destroyed so good Keith oh what can you say about Keith he's just a big lovable teddy bear of a friend just fucking a phenomenal bass player phenomenal but I've never I might have said this before but I've never heard anybody play each play Play every genre, or, or, or like when they play a genre of music, they play it as if that's the genre of music they play. You know what I mean? Like me as a metal drummer or a rock drummer, whatever you want to call me, like I can do that because that's what I play. If I try to play fucking reggae or more hip hop kind of shit, although I do that pretty good too, um, like. I can do it, but, okay, perfect example. If I play jazz, if I play some jazz, you definitely can hear that I don't play jazz. I can play jazz, but I can't play jazz. You know what I mean? Like, 
It, there's, there's, you can hear that, like, it's there, but that this ain't my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a jazz drummer. Definitely sound like a rock drummer trying to play jazz. Keith, as a bass player, no matter what he plays, it sounds like that's what he plays. Like his, just like his feel in his pocket, the nuances for the different genres of music, he just fucking nails it. He nails it. And with War Tongue being a, I don't know, post-hardcore, kind of noise rock, definitely got, definitely a heavy noise rock, you know. There's a lot of unsane sort of vibe to what they're doing. Uh, I'm not really sure where they're even getting their influence from, but it's fucking great. I love it. I love it. In fact, these fuckers uh, at Music Inc., which is the facility in San Jose where Hazards rehearse uh, rehearses, as well as the rehearsal, uh, the space facility that Zed rehearses, two different rooms, and... Um, The Music Inc. has a live room that people can rent out. And oftentimes throughout the week, you know, I'm down there two times a week usually, and I hear somebody on the big stage playing something. There's a uh, sort of country band that goes in there often and uses that live room. Um, There's a a cover band that uses it a lot that I hear. Uh, Once in a while, there's a... um, like a, a mariachi kind of salsa type. Um, I don't know the the different um, sub genres in uh, in uh, in in the Mexican kind of music, um, but I hear, I'll hear some shit coming out of there sometimes, and I just start. I just go, <laughs> just you know, just just to be a fucking shit heel. <laughs> You're in your rehearsal. You're you're rehearsing, and then just off in the distance, you hear some asshole down the hall going, "Hi!" And that's me. What a fucking dick. Um. Anyway, uh, as hazards got done, I was in the parking lot, and I was talking with uh, Sean Williams, who's a guy that works down there. He does a podcast called The Ink Spot. Uh, he likes to feature the bands that are playing at Music Inc on his podcast. Um, he's done of, I don't know, four, five, six, seven episodes of his podcast. He said he has 40 something podcasts banked already. Uh, one of them, Zed, Zed went in there and talked to him for, for a little bit. And, um, just, that's a lot of podcasts to have banked. And, um, Anyway, I was talking with him briefly, and I heard music coming from the live room. And it was already late. It was already, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Usually that live room's not going that long. But I heard this stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, who is that? And Sean goes, oh, it's just this band, you know, um, you know, a three-piece that went in there. And I said, oh, okay, fuck, that sounds cool. And as I'm driving home, I was like, fuck. That sounded like War Tongue. I get home, I look on Facebook, I see a picture of Keith 
and um, and the guys in his band um, in the parking lot of Music Inc. And I'm like, oh shit, those fuckers were down there. I should have popped my head in to say, hey, um, because they were rehearsing, uh, getting ready for um, for the big show on uh, on Saturday. And again, just a good time. Uh, we've played uh, the first time we played the Caravan. We played with War Tongue, and that show was great as well. And this was another great show. Uh, just, I think we're gonna, like I said, I think we're gonna do a split. We just, we the two bands complement each other very, very well. We're not definitely don't sound the same. Um, I think they're a bigger sounding band. They have a fuller, fuller sound. Um, they're not, although they are. It's funny, they're not as noise. They're not as noisy as we are. Actually, wait. Let me take that back. What? Maybe we're equally noisy, but just in different ways. We're noisy in leaning towards the more obnoxious. They're noisy in, like, controlled feedback and, um, you know, using noise in a more musical way. Like, noise is part of their composition at times. We are just in between songs. (laughs) Feedback and just (laughs) noise. Um, So we're a little sloppier, definitely. They're a tight unit, tight little three-piece. And uh, I was talking with their singer, Rob, and he was like, you know, I wanted to hit you up because I had some ideas for, uh, you know, some like way doomier stuff. And I thought that you'd be perfect for it. He's, I don't know if you even play it. I go, well, yeah, I got a fucking band called Hellbeard. That's exactly what that is. He's, although that's right now. Fuck shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I see how busy you are. And I just like, I I wasn't going to bother you. I said, dude, bother me. Fucking let's, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's, you know. If you want to jam, I can make it happen. We can jam, you know what I mean? You know, as long as it's not like, oh, fuck, we're going to start a new band, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I might be jamming with the guitar player from Wartongue in the future. But, um, yeah, man, Caravan was great. Caravan was great. Uh, Shout out to Rachel. Um, Just, you know, best bartender in in the South Bay. And uh, just a cool spot to just do a fucking rad little dive bar fucking punk rock show. Can't go wrong with the caravan. Yeah, this is a part of the podcast where me being a fan of heavier music, you know, metal or hip hop, like 90s golden era. I guess that's not super extreme, but that's not basically a fan of music that is not Billboard Hot 100. How about that? Maybe that should be the better qualifier that I say every week. Um, but then, uh, 
you know, I like to check in with the Billboard Hot 100 to see what's popping over there, and I give my little reaction to it. And this week is no exception. I tried to do a number one, and oftentimes I can't because, you know, number ones stay up there for multiple weeks. However, this week we can actually do a number one, uh, a new number one on the pop charts, a song called Wait For You. This song is by Future. Future, I believe, is one of them hippity-hoppity guys. Um, I don't know if I've heard a song by Future. I know his name gets mentioned in, like, the new crop of fucking microphone wizards. Um, on this song, he has Drake. There's a big eye roll in that side just now. Uh, in uh, Thames, T-E-M-S, Thames. So Wait For You featuring Drake and Thames by Future off of the album called I Never Liked You. That's a fucking great... Uh, let's check this out. Let's see what's going on with Future. What the fuck was the way that's... Wait, hold on, hold on. How did that start? Oh my god. Is that a bad edit or did that start like that? Matter what time it is. Presidential Sound like there was three different songs trying to start there at the beginning. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere, nigga. Going, I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at yourself because you can't leave me alone. Gossip and messy, it ain't what we doing. Traveling around the world, over the phone, dropping tears. I get my bond when I do this. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. I just don't understand the vocoder on so hard that like he's mumbling already and then you got the vocoder on top of that to make it even more mumbling. That's Drake, isn't it? I sit on my balcony and wonder how you feeling. I got a career that takes my time away from women. Sounds like I cannot this shit over the phone. I, you for a I be on your line, feelings flowing like a river. You be texting back, you a Kiki on a river. Message say deliver, but I know that y'all don't get it. Why you introduce us if you knew that you was with him? Made me shake his hand, we all been fucking for a minute. Walk me off the plane because you know that I'm a swimmer. Supposed to be a dog, but you don't put me in a kennel. He hasn't rhymed any word. I was fucking with you when you had a tiny presidential. You got better when you met me, and that ain't coincidental. Tried to bring the best out you. Guess I'm not an influential. Guess I'm not the one that's mad for you. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at myself because I can't leave you alone. Gossip and messages that ain't what we doing. Yeah. Trapping around the world. Over the phone, dropping tears. This song is fucking 
terrible. Nigga said a real one, exactly what it is. Um, I like the, the kind of distorted snare drum though. Kind of had a little bit of a, a little crunch on Early it. So. Morning, late at night. it oh, please just fucking get the hell out of there. Jesus Christ. What, what did I just listen to? It seemed like there was a couple of different songs going on at, all at the same time. I just, and uh, I get, I, this is what, this inspires me to do a hip hop song. And I've been, I know I've said it in the past that I've been working on a song and I haven't fucking touched it, uh, to be honest. Like, I still want to do the song and I have the beat. I just, I've been writing some stuff. And I got I I kind of hit a wall, and um, my whole idea was that you know oh fuck it this shit's easy I can do it. It's it's not easy to come up with stuff, but once I get an idea, I think and I it ain't like I'm a rapper or anything, so, but I think I can execute it better than what these guys do. In the modern era, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like these guys try at all. Like, look at the way that song started. It sounded like it was starting in the middle of something. And then there was a hard, weird edit on the, on, and, you know, again, I'm listening to it with headphones so I can maybe hear it a little bit differently. But there was a weird edit at the end of one of the lines that Drake did. Anyway, how about I need a palate cleanser. I need a palate cleanser. So on Friday, um, an album was released by this band. Where the fuck are those guys from? I've been meaning to look it up and I keep forgetting. Um, let's see if they will show me where the hell these guys are from. Um, these guys right here. Oh, come on. Just find the fucking thing that I want. All right. You don't want to do that because it doesn't want to open that, huh? Sons of bitches. They are from Los Angeles. That's what I thought. Terror. Oh, my God. This band Terror. um, Been around a long time. Been around since the, uh, I don't know, late. Maybe early 2000s when they started. Um, But just you're like definitely influenced by the New York, you know, New York hardcore, fucking beat down style hardcore. And, um, but this new album is fucking ferocious. Um, like, they definitely, here, let me fucking play you a song. Can I play this? Will it play? Listen to this shit. 
Fucking around, dude. 53 second long song. Just. Just, you know, get it in. Two pumps. Done. Uh, But I, like I said, so these, I mean, they definitely come from that lineage of just, you know, you know. You know, like I said, beats beat what they call beat down style hardcore. It's kind of more. It's um, so from what I understand of of hardcore, there's hardcore, there's hardcore punk. Hardcore punk is like the original hardcore: Black Flag, Bad Brains, Minor Threat. Okay, hardcore which is more of the blanket term for all of it. But when you say hardcore, you more often are not. Well, that beat down style. Hardcore is what has become the, 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 the name that like those like tried and true New York hardcore bands sort of do. Um, agnostic front, sick of it all, mad ball, crow mags, you know, like when you think New York hardcore, there's a group of bands, you know, Biohazard kind of came out of that a little bit. Um, and so Terror takes from that style. And then you got, you know, then you got bands that start really blending all the shit, you know, like Converge is considered a hardcore band, but they taking the shit in way fucking way push the limits you know it's almost you know like they've progressed you know what i mean it's not just sticking to this you know then you got the post hardcore stuff which is like bands that start maybe started off as you know musicians that started off at heart as hardcore bands but felt like the limitation of the genre wouldn't allow them to do other things, so they start incorporating those other things, thus expanding the palette, and maybe it's not as abrasive as it was as a hardcore band, but yet there's some new, different stuff going on. And that's, you know, Helmet sometimes gets called a post-hardcore band. Um, Snapcase, definitely a post-hardcore band. Um, And then Glass Jaw gets thrown in there, but then that starts leaning towards um, a more you know, emo-influenced type of thing. Anyway, and then you got the bands that, you know, really started blending and putting in a lot of metal into their hardcore. Uh, Hatebreed, All Out War, uh, Ringworm, uh, Black Breath. Like, these bands, they kind of sound like metal bands, but they're 
still rooted so much in hardcore and there are their aesthetics and their DIY attitude about stuff is that of hardcore. Um, and then you got bands like Trash Talk and Ceremony, uh, which are hardcore bands, but even still sort of putting a new modern spin because that's stuff that sort of came out in like the, you know, mid to late 2000s. Um, shit, even, you know, in into the 20, the 2010s, you know, so, um, and then, and then, then you got the power violence stuff, which is, you know, it's rooted in hardcore, but a lot of noise, very aggressive, very abrasive, um, super distorted and, and, uh, noisy, um, and just, you know, pushes almost towards grindcore. And the original grindcore was thought to be the void of all melody and just fucking static. That's what Napalm Death originally was trying to do. So um, anyway, I know it's a weird, unnecessary history of... <laughs> uh, and this is, as for what I understand, I could have it completely wrong. Um, but from what I can gather and what I've understood and what I've enjoyed, that's kind of how it's been. So, um, anyway, that fucking, the new terror record is fucking 10 songs in 18 minutes. Again, these fucking bands don't fuck around. They just get to the point and, um, and they just fucking flex on you. You know what I mean? Just like, fuck you. This is what we're doing. You know? And it's cool, and um, I don't. I do not tire of angry screaming over distorted riffs. <laughs> I just, I don't tire of it. It doesn't. It doesn't get old for me. Some things do. That does not. And uh, yeah, so the new Terror record's fucking awesome. Um, Cave In, who was another band that kind of came out of the like Converge uh, thinking of hardcore, or very progressive, just throwing fucking everything, including the kitchen sink, um, into your shit and coming up with a whole new thing. They went, oh, fucking, they've done a, you know, a huge fucking curve of different styles, you know, they did this whole space rock thing for a long time and kind of brought some of their original progressive hardcore back into their sound a little bit. Uh, and now it seems like to be a nice combination of the space rock, the original progressive hardcore that they did. Um, but then, you know, just some, some post rock kind of vibe on some of the stuff too. Uh, but they got a new album. They've dropped four singles from this new album. It's not coming out yet until next week, I think, the 20th. Um, but looking forward to that. Uh, I, I really dig, I've always dug that band in uh, all their different things that they've done. Um, what else have I been listening to that has uh, caught my attention? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up my um what I've downloaded recently. Um 
I guess that's not really that isn't really too much. I'm going back and uh, oh, the new Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill put out a record, a new record, a couple. Uh, did I talk about the new Cypress Hill? Um, I don't know. Three, four weeks ago, they put out a new. Uh, it's called Back in Black. Um, I don't know if anybody told them that there's already an album called Back in Black. But um, yeah, man, the new fucking Cypress Hill's cool. Uh, definitely on some boom bap shit. Like, um, uh, the last record they did that fucking. What was it called? Fucking Elephants on Acid or some shit like that. Like, it had some goofy-ass name. Um, and it was the first record they did, like, where DJ Muggs had completely did the record. And Muggs was on some shit because it's kind of a goofy record. Uh, it's cool, but very psychedelic and very Elephants on fucking Mushrooms kind of vibe. <laughs> so elephants on Mushrooms or ele- Elephants on Acid? I forget what it's called. There's elephants and there's some sort of psychedelic drug that the elephants are on. And that's what it sounds like. You know, the 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 MCing is 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 phenomenal, but I wasn't super stoked on the production. It was it was just too out, especially for a Cypress Hill record, you know. Um I mean, we're talking about the biggest weed heads besides Cheech and Chong and Willie Nelson and Snoop. You know, they're right there in the, you know, if you, if you were to have a Mount Rushmore of weed heads, it's going to be Willie, Cheech and Chong, Snoop, and Cypress Hill. That's who's going to be on the Mount Rushmore of of weed people. And, um, yeah, Cypress Hill just being weed heads just kind of did too much of a fucking trippy trippy record but this new record this back and black shit is it's dark it's definitely more boom bap hoodie backpack style uh hip hop um just the fucking flows are just fucking sick top notch even fucking send dog is fucking Send Dog's got some shit on here. Very surprised. Send Dog's definitely the lesser of the two MCs in Cypress Hill. And I think even he's got some fucking sick shit on this record. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Of course, I can't name you a song that I was like, oh, check this song out. Um, anyway. <sighs> Maybe. What else do I got? Do I got anything else to tell you? Is there anything else to tell you? Checking the notes. Oh, Sunday. Sunday was Mother's Day. Hi, Mom. And um, I didn't have to work. I got done. Um... Oh, shit. I was thinking about my celebratory burrito that I ate. It was on the Friday, but it wasn't celebratory because I finished. Because I didn't finish until Saturday. I'm a... Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I celebrated early. <laughs> um, and the only reason why I mentioned that is because I finished the job on Saturday and I had Sunday off because I finished the job. And I wasn't starting a, a, th- a new job until Monday. So I had Sunday off, went to go see the mom for Mom's Day. And then my wife usually has to work on Sunday. She actually took the day off. Uh, was able to switch her schedule around so we can go see my mom's. My mom invited us over because this Mother's Day happened to land on my stepfather's birthday. So my sister was going to come out. um, And uh, so a little combo birthday slash Mother's Day thing. And uh, so it was cool to see my mom, cool to see my sister, and her husband and their uh their rugrat kids. Uh no, their kids are older. They're fucking kids are teenagers. Damn, those kids are teenagers now. Um Oh shit, that was a weird sound. I wonder if that got picked up in the mic. It's a very weird fucking sounded like a space it sounded like a spaceship outside. Probably didn't get picked up in the mics, though. I just heard it here. Anyway, um, yeah, my mom made a whole spread. Um, some some sort of, some, like, just tacos with ground beef and ground chicken. Um, throw your own little soft taco scenarios together. Or, 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 or small burritos, if you wanted. And chips and... I had one, I made a big, I made a big one. I made a big, like, burrito kind of thing. I ate it, and then they told me that, you know, have have more. And I said, okay, and I, and I sat down, and I had more, and I had another big burrito, and my wife was looking at me, what are you doing? I said, I'm having another burrito. She's like, why? <laughs> I'm so fat. I really need to fucking slow down. I'm just getting fucking fatter by the minute. Um, I need to slow down. I need to really fucking stop. Uh, I'm I might be back up to the weight I was when we got married, which was two forty five. I might be there now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling fucking large and in charge. I feel like I'm taking up a lot of space. So I need to uh I need to stop. But I like to eat. Anyway, um so yeah, we had a good time at mo- at mom's uh my um my brother-in-law, my sister's husband and the kids were in the back and they were working on the gazebo, I guess the the gazebo, the wood top lattice has been falling apart for a few years, and so they were ripping it all down to uh, replace it with a um, with like a net type of thing that could kind of block out the sun. Of course, no measurements were taken, <laughs> so there was you know four nets. However, um, the shape of the gazebo and the shape of the nets were not going to all match up. So there was trying to figure out how to make all that happen. There's, people started doing math. Um, and then we realized that they weren't going to fit in the right way. 
Some more wood might need to be put on to uh, make it look decent. Um, so a project that was attempted did not get finished. But there was burritos and soft tacos to eat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's cool to see mom for uh, for mom's day. And then... Um, didn't do shit Monday. Just came home. Fucking fell asleep. Fell asleep today when I got home too. Um, the wife wasn't going to be coming in right after work. So I didn't have to pick her up right when I got off of work. So I came home and fucking fell asleep. Fell asleep. I've been waking up every day. The, the alarm is set for 730. I've been waking up at 630. Every day for the last couple weeks. Just waking up at six thirty, going back to sleep for that ex for that another hour, but still, but waking up and I keep looking at the clock and it's fucking six thirty every time. I don't get it. I should, and if it happens tomorrow, watch it not happen tomorrow. Um, I think I'll just get up and go for a walk. I think that's what I should start. I should get back on that. Cut out the carbs. Cut down the size of my meals. I'm definitely back to fucking eating for three people. Um, and get back on a routine. So I'm not pushing the maximum density that I seem to be doing right now. Alright, let's um let's get out of here, huh? Where's my thing? Play the thing. Sorry, that was too loud. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, thank you for checking out the SBP. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast from. Go to that page, uh, scroll through it, try to find the review and the rating and all that shit. Give me a rating, give me a review. Donate to the podcast. Act like you like me. Uh, send your complaints to uh, Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com. That is my personal email address. Get at me. Um, this week's uh, Earworm of the Week. Uh, <laughs> I saw a video of this drummer. Uh, old, uh, well, he's old now, but, um, a guy that came out of, uh, the jazz sort of, uh, lineage of drumming, um, gets mentioned in the same, um, same group of guys as, as, um, as Tony Williams, uh, as far as being like, um, you know, mid-70s um, sort of new school or, you know, jazz titan, you know, did a stint in, uh, and did a stint in this band that is the Eoworm of the Week. Uh, but I seen the video of him, and he, you know, it was a modern video, and he's, he's just, he's old now. He's, he's fucking old. But he's playing, and uh, this, uh, this, uh, Steve Gadd, is who I'm talking about. 
And uh, Steve Gadd gets held in a very high regard for jazz drumming and just drumming in general. Um, a lot of people just love the guy. And I was watching this video, and I've seen videos of Steve Gadd before. He's never done anything for me. He's never blown my hair back ever once. It always seems like there's there's this reserve that he's and he's just doing sort of basic shit. And I've never just been like, man, this fucking guy gets all this fucking accolades as being this badass drummer. And I've never seen any badassery. It's always just kind of, you know, contrived and, and, and just, you know, in the pocket and, and, and playing well, but just never like wowing. You know what I mean? I've never been like, oh, shit, look at that Phil or or goddamn, he's fucking playing with some power. Just It always seemed like pulled back and, 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 and deliberate. Um, like deliberately not going off. I've never seen a dude go off. I've never seen a, a live clip of Steve Gadd. I'm like, fuck, he's going off. Um, so I, t- I text a buddy of mine. I'm like, dude, explain to me Steve Gadd. I've never understood Steve Gadd. Why is he held in such high regard? You know, and he, and he starts fucking going off. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like one of my favorite guys. You know, his feel is fucking so good. You know, and he's and he's going on. He's all you got to check out what he did with Chick Corea, and uh, um, I go, didn't he play in Steely Dan? Thus, earworm of the week this week. Um, <laughs> as soon as I uh, mentioned that to my buddy in a text, this song lodged in the fucking old earworm uh, tracks. The earworm, uh, the earworm cue, I guess you want to call it. I don't know. The um, the ear, I, I don't know. What what is the, the the the? It's called a fucking plate, isn't it? The on the turntable. So the earworm plate, this fucking wax got slapped on that plate, and has been playing ever since I had this text conversation with my man Max. Um, we got a little um. Got a little Deacon Blues. Little Deacon Blues by the good old Steely Dan. And uh Steve Gadd is actually playing on this track. This is on the the Asia. Is that how you pronounce it? A jaw? Or is it a jaw? A J A. That looks like a jaw to me. But I think it's Asia. I think they pronounce it Asia. Anyway. Deacon Blues, Steely Dan, Earworm of the Week. Uh the epitome of yacht rock, the good old Steely Dan. Um, all right, thank you for checking me out. I'll see you. Um, be good, keep it dirty, and I'll see you, Dick Flaps, next week.
Stanton Avenue. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.